Harry Potter and all these fantasy things. It's like we live in this like 3D realm that seems boring and like not much interesting stuff happens. But actually, there is real magic that exists if you know where to look for it and if you can trust it and you open yourself to that. It's it's really just hidden in plain sight. It's there's no such thing as coincidences. So that's why I say I I trust one thousand percent. Anyone tuning into this is ready to work with the dragons. Otherwise, you couldn't have manifested seeing this and learning about the dragons. It's like an, an open invitation from them. Like, please connect with us. Please talk to us. Are you tired of small talk? Me too. How do we channel spirit messages? What can angels and demons teach us? What's quantum leaping? How do we shift timelines? Who are the star seeds among us? Are dragons real? Big Souls brings big ideas down to earth. Let's plant some abundant seeds into the garden of your mind. Join the Big Talk. Welcome to Big Souls, Big Ideas and Big Talk, where we banish the small talk. Today we're going to be talking about magic. We're going to be talking about dragons and how to tame your own dragon, or maybe how to use the guidance from your dragon to tame yourself so that you can be a better version of yourself. And we have a fantastic teacher with us, a metaphysical teacher and a spiritual coach, Hannah Azok. Oh yeah, it's Hannah Azok and it's awesome to be here. Great to have you here, Hannah. Are there any messages from the dragons before we start our conversation? Yes, I would say trust yourself. That's what comes through strongly. It's like so much we just doubt ourselves, right? And immediately when you ask that instantly, they're like, trust yourself. That's it. Just those two words. If nothing else, trust yourself. That's what they want us all to remember and know that everything's going to flow. I don't know if I'm the only one, but uh, this uh, eclipse has been kind of intense. There's been a lot of energetic shifts and downloads and things like that. I know for a lot of people, there have been kind of negative manifestations or big releases. People are starting to question everything again, like if they're on the right path. And the dragons want you to know that, yes, you 1000% are you simply just have to trust that and trust that you're on the right path and continue to make that choice. Yeah, it's a rebirthing season. So if we think about how humans are born, they have to go through that vortex and then have to have that scream and it's dark and the light is scary. But when you're on the other side, peace comes and you're being taken care of and you meet your soul family, you meet your family. So it's a very transformational time and I think now is a fantastic time to connect with the dragon energy and to understand how you can work with the forces that are around us not just rely on your human mind as powerful as it may be <laughs> exactly it's very much like I would say like Harry Potter and all these fantasy things it's like we live in this like 3d realm that seems boring and like not much interesting stuff happens but actually there is real magic that exists if you know where to look for it and if you can trust it and you open yourself to that it's it's really just hidden in plain sight just like Harry Potter. Yeah, and as you said, it's about believing. As long as you believe in something, it's real. Even if you think about Hermione, who was not born into a magical family, but she was kind of chosen, or maybe she was always interested in learning, so she picked up the magic. You don't have to be selected, you don't have to be chosen to believe and to learn how to connect with these forces. 
you choose yourself, basically. That's what I'm always saying. The chosen ones are the ones that choose themselves. And it's really as simple as that. And I will say, like, when you're talking about Hermione, I got like full body chills. So I can tell you're like channeling that. And I think what I want to add to that, too, is it's like that story of Hermione. That is basically all of us here. Probably everyone tuning in is like you were born into a family that didn't seem very magical. And you might have been like the black sheep or the scapegoat, if you will, you might not have really fit in. And then somewhere along the way, you discovered that magic is real and that you can take it and run with it. If you experience the worst of the worst, in terms of emotional support, I would say more so than anything else, it was because you needed to see how people feel around the world. People feel lonely, people feel misunderstood. And when you have that emotional depth, you're here to teach others, to offer your guidance, your support. And I know empaths of the world always feel like they're the abandoned one, the forgotten ones, but it's about changing that narrative. Just because you don't have the same support that you're giving doesn't mean that you're forgotten. On the contrary, people are looking up to you as the role model, as the example, but you have to keep believing yourself. You have to keep choosing yourself, which is, I think, the challenging part, especially around eclipse season, when the old traumas are resurfacing, you think, am I going to go through the same cycle? No, it's about the reflection point. You've outgrown that cycle. Look how far you've walked. Look how far you've climbed. Enjoy the view. (laughs) Exactly. And I guess I'm feeling called on that note to share like an analogy that really like made it click for me that I'm always like sharing with clients and friends and stuff is it's like you can think of your spiritual growth kind of like decorating a Christmas tree, Mm -hmm. which makes it sound way more fun. So it's like if you think about it, a Christmas tree, it's like bigger at the bottom. And if you go around with like garland, you're going around in a circular motion at the very bottom. And it takes a lot longer to go around in a circle. And then you go up and it's a little less time, but it's the same exact motion, right? And you go up again, same motion, but even less time. And so that is exactly what we're experiencing like under eclipse energies and just any normal full moon. We are going through the same motions of releasing, but I think if you reflect back, you'll see that even though it feels exactly the same, you are progressing and that it actually takes less and less time for you to transmute those same traumas. It's like retracing the steps because you've already made the climb, but you need to reclaim that energy because you've abandoned some of your pieces of your identity. The fragments are there. So you have to retrace your steps. But if you look around, you're not carrying the ornaments. They're already on the tree. It's just you traveling back in time almost so that you can integrate everything into the present moment. And it's quite interesting you said the Christmas tree because on top, it's the star. It's your North Star. Yeah. It's your mission. It's your sole purpose. Yes. It's so like, yeah. And it's kind of, it makes me think of like the crown chakra, if you will. And like the whole tree is like our chakra system, if you want to think of it that way. Fantastic. Well, on that note, let's start with the obvious question. Who are the dragons? In essence, if I can like anchor down, if I can ground down this kind of big concept of what are dragons even, who are they? They are higher frequency beings and it is simple as that. So they vibrate at a much higher frequency than we do in the 3D physical realm. So in the 3D, you vibrate at a slower frequency and that's what gives us like tangibility, if you will. Dragons, however, and other higher frequency beings such as 
fairies or angels and the like. They vibrate at a much higher frequency, so they are not tangible. You cannot perceive them with like your 3D senses because they just don't exist really in that dimension. They only exist in the higher dimensions. So dragons are these higher frequency beings. They once existed in the lower realms, in the 3D and the like. I will also just add that this is exactly why every culture around the world has dragons somewhere in their mythology. If you like, look, every single culture has dragons, despite there being no interactions between these cultures, like in the beginning, they go back to the dawn of time, like everyone talks about dragons. This is because they did exist once in the lower realms. They were a part of our everyday life and reality. So people in the ancient times were aware of the dragons. However, after humanity's descension, where we went from the higher frequencies down to the lower, the dragons essentially made sure to keep their frequency attuned to the fifth dimension and above for safety purposes. Because humans started, just like in the fantasy, as we were talking about earlier, like fantasy worlds and stuff, Oftentimes, like dragons are demonized, right? It's like you got to slay the dragon. You have to kill the dragon. You use dragon scales and stuff to craft armor and things like this. And this was the case. Like humans started to hunt dragons because humans lost their magical abilities, or at least they thought they did. You know, we always have these abilities. We just kind of lose touch with them. But dragons never did. And so in order to kind of reconnect with that source energy, that magic, humans would like kill dragons and like use their scales and the like to kind of give them that that quality again or just get a little taste of it. Now the dragons are returning um, to our awareness, which is why you'll find there's more and more dragons in pop culture now. More and more people are going to be seeking this out, like seeking out dragon spirit guides and stuff like this, because the dragons are coming back into our awareness to aid humanity in their ascension process. So they were there for the fall of humanity, and it was very sad. And now they would like to assist us with our ascension process they are kind of our ascension teachers if you will if you remember that biblical story when eve ate the apple and suddenly she realized she was naked and it's like well who told you you were naked it's almost like that power of storytelling well who told you that the dragons were dangerous it's the fear that was embedded into the culture and somebody decided let's banish these creatures because they know more than us. We cannot control them. So let's create a narrative that they are scary, that they're monsters so that we start to attack them and they have to defend themselves. Obviously, if you're being attacked, you have to defend yourself. But because you are kind of adhering to the narrative that you are attacking back, oh yeah, I told you, which is gaslighting, which is very symptomatic of the, the society that we live in today. But it's that fear that pushed them away because fear brought us down as well. We were brought down to the level of fear, which is a very low level frequency. Have you noticed any difference in the different elemental dragons when it comes to the frequency? Yeah, it can really vary. I would say um, mostly I would connect with elemental dragons, but not all dragons are elemental. I would say only like a small percentage of them actually are. 
However, probably most people on Earth at this time are going to be connecting with elemental dragons because they are more connected to Earth and her frequencies. And they, I would say they tend to vibrate maybe at a slightly lower, more accessible frequency for us than some other types of dragons. Across these dragon elementals, which there are nine main elementals, but there's so many, there's like love dragons, there's death dragons, there's sound dragons and stuff but the main nine elemental dragons are fire water earth air light dark spirit or ether and then uh, chaos and storm or maelstrom in that order those are the nine main dragon elementals so likely you'll be connecting with a dragon that has one of those frequencies. And it is kind of like a hierarchy. So um, the main four elementals, fire, water, earth, air, those are much more prolific and accessible than say light or dark, and definitely more so accessible than the storm dragons at the very top, which hold a very powerful, almost um, overwhelming frequency for a lot of people. The more you ascend, the higher level of frequency you need to stomach because the, the changes are quite rapid and it's almost like going in space. Like for the body, it's quite shocking. So you have to ascend one step at a time, one, one dragon at a time, get to know them one at a time, and one being. There are different beings that we start to work with as part of our ascension process. Dragons are also a symbol of abundance, which is not something mm -hmm. that we think of often. And if we're trying to move to a society that has more abundance, then naturally dragons are going to be of assistance for us to shape that society. And if, even if we look at, you know, the dragons being portrayed in movies to, you know, guard the treasures of the world, treasures are a symbol of abundance. Exactly. They will be key, I would say, in the next phase of the new earth, which is quite interesting that the new earth really is a concept of restoring the ancient knowledge and removing mm -hmm. all that is artificial, all the fear-based programming, all that kept us very low in terms of our imagination. Exactly. And I would say I love that you bring that up. It's so funny. I don't know if you're aware, but just a couple months ago, I launched a program called Dragon Wealth. And it's all about creating wealth and abundance in all areas of life. And we work with the dragons, but that's not the focus. But they really are kind of like our guides for how to do that. And I used for that, the picture of like Smaug from The Hobbit with his like treasure hoard, because that is the archetypal kind of thing of dragons being associated with wealth or abundance. It's like they really do have this hoard of it's not so much physical riches as we portray it in the physical realm, but it's like a wealth of knowledge, of wisdom and of frequency like high frequency energy and they can share that with us if we will allow them to yeah and health is the biggest wealth and we're going to be moving towards a holistic living but it's also wisdom is going to be a new form of wealth which is where a lot of the false prophets are going to be revealed i would say because there's a difference between channeling the messages and channeling from your higher self, from source, from the beings around us that carry all this wisdom. And they're channeling it through us because we're the messengers. And the people that are just quoting things from books, because it's very synthetic, I would say, at this point. And obviously, the intentions will play a key role into separating who is being authentic and who has good intentions for the future of humanity, not just for the next generation. 
Because exactly. I think the changes that we're seeing now, especially working with dragons, we're talking about next level leadership. If we were to ground yeah. that and not just create fairy tales, we're talking about next level leadership where we're making these decisions that are aligned with the highest good of the whole universe, which is a runaway exactly. in your thinking. But it's very yeah. exciting. <laughs> it's, it's badass. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I would say, I love that you talk about intention because I always say intention is everything. It is magic and it is power. And our intention is simply like a magic wand through which we channel our reality. And so it's it's very powerful. And as we ascend more and more, you're going to be able to see and feel others' intentions very clearly. So it is going to be pretty obvious who like those who are false are mm-hmm. and those who are just genuine and authentic. Yeah. So the next question I have for you is how can we connect with the dragons? And for anyone that's watching and wants to connect maybe on a deeper level with them or want to set the right intentions, understand how they can create with more intention using the support of the dragons, that that connection as a support system. Great question. Honestly, I'm glad you asked because this is probably the most common question I get asked. It's so foundational. And I got to be honest, like when I was initially asked this question, I didn't even know how to answer because for me, it's just so obvious and so simple, like how I connect with the dragons. It's so like integrated in who I am. But when I've, I've really thought about it, I realized just one simple concept, and this is literally the perfect follow-up based on what we were just saying. It comes down to intention. Really, if you want to connect with the dragons or any source at all, all you have to do is just set the intention to do that. And it's done. It's really that simple. It's so simple. Humanity has this tendency to kind of like overcomplicate things and be like, oh, yeah, like, no, I got to sit in this circle and I got to like be in deep meditation and I got to have a fire going and have my offerings and like do all this stuff. And it's got to be this elaborate experience in order to connect with the dragons that sure that can be fun and that can lead to some cool experiences. But if you want to get started connecting with the dragons or any source, it just comes down to intention. Our tendency to overcomplicate, this is a reflection of humanity's descension and the programming given to us by the false matrix, if you will. We talk about the matrix, right? But really, everything is a matrix. That's just kind of like a place where reality exists, where we've been kind of stuck that the movie The Matrix was based on. This is the false matrix, which is very low vibrational place, a slave kind of place, some very fear-based, low frequency energies. And so we all carry this uh, programming from this false matrix, and it tries to keep us stuck and disempowered and confused. But when you're in a truly empowered state, you know that everything is connected. And as such, you are connected to everything and you have the ability to connect in with whomever and whatever you wish, whenever you would like to. And it really is as simple as that. This doesn't just go for dragons. It goes for literally any source, whether it is like a deceased loved one or it's a spirit guide or it's the higher self of someone in your 3D reality, whatever. You can connect in anytime simply with your intention. If it helps you to kind of ground and clarify the intention, you can say it out loud and be like, yeah, I would like to connect with my dragon guy right now. Um, That might help you ground, but it's not necessary. 
You can talk to them out loud if you'd like, but usually I'm just talking to them in my head. A lot of times the voice in your head, it's not even necessarily you. It's it's like other sources that are trying to mm-hmm. communicate with you. And if the energy feels like very supportive and loving and high vibrational, there's no fear. You can trust that's a higher frequency being such as a dragon that's talking to you. So you can talk to them in your head at any time. Even if you don't hear anything back, you can trust that they are receiving your message if you're talking to them and you're sending them that telepathy. And if you're not hearing anything back, it doesn't mean they're not there or they're not talking to you. It just means that you are not yet in a frequency where you're receptive to hear what they have. Because as I said, they vibrate at a higher frequency. And most of the time we're at this lower frequency in 3D reality. So it can be challenging to get ourselves to that position where we can perceive that from the higher realms. So another way that is very, very very easy for channeling dragons or other sources. It's channeling via art or some creative activity. So creative ability and psychic ability is actually the same thing. When you are doing creative stuff, when you're drawing, you're painting, you're singing, you're dancing, you're channeling, my friend, you are channeling. Um, And so you can set the intention before you draw a picture, for example, that you're going to connect with your dragon and they're going to kind of channel, be channeled through your pen when you're drawing the picture. And the same thing if you're going to go dancing, for example, you can invite your dragon in and they can kind of be channeled through the movements that you're making by dancing. Another way to connect with them is via meditation. This is pretty standard. I'm sure everyone's aware of this and you can just do it yourself by setting the intention, hey, I want to connect with my dragon now and then just going into meditation and seeing what happens. Or if you like a little bit more structure, you can do a guided meditation. And I can say I have a totally free guided meditation on my YouTube, Own Your Powers, for going to the dragon realm and connecting with the dragons, which I find is a great way for people to start to dip their toe into that sort of energy if they're not really sure what it feels like. If you're in like the witchy community or the spiritual community, you've played with tarot or oracle cards at this point or a pendulum. You can set the intention before you work with those cards or that pendulum, like, I would like to talk to my dragon guide now, or I would like to talk to this specific dragon. And then you can proceed and trust that the messages you're getting are then going to be from that dragon. Sky's the limit. I would just encourage people to play and have fun with this. No, it doesn't have to be this serious process. Like there's no right or wrong way to do this. Like whatever feels good for you to do for channeling your dragons or any source you can do that and you can trust that it's going to work. Love that. It's like um, learning to chew with your dragons, essentially, and, and learning exactly. to chew with energies that are not here in the physical world because we're so reliant on what's in front of us that we're kind of disconnected from believing in the impossible, believing in what's outside. And this is the basis of religion and spirituality to believe in that which is not in front of you so that you can expand your mind, so that you can expand your thinking and shift your frequency to become the vibrational match to believe that you're already there, even if it's not in front of you, so that it can be brought into you because the external reality is a mirror to what's happening within you. And I love that you said it's the easiest thing to work with the dragons. I would say it is once you've done the hard work of the inner healing, of removing all the limiting beliefs, because once you've removed all the limiting beliefs and all the traumas that keep grounding you back into the past, you've integrated everything and you're in the present moment. It's as simple as I call in my dragon guides, I call in my spirit guides, I call in my ancestors, I call in 
archangels. I call them demons. I want to learn from them. I want to understand more about the world. I want to understand how I can help through their knowledge and guidance because we are not alone and we can never achieve what we're here to do alone. It's it's impossible. One human to achieve everything on their own, it's impossible. But you don't have to rely on your friends or your family for that support, especially when they don't understand you because we all have unique learning paths. And sometimes those paths connect us to dragons. And it's a very beautiful way to experience life. And I love that you said artwork because I firmly believe all creative people are connected to source as well. So when they're channeling, they're channeling from their higher self, from source, from energies that are, you know, tapped into that frequency, but they're just the divine messenger of whatever needs to be channeled. And that's why I I say always in the animations, in the movies, we find the truth because these are the creators that their free will, their capacity to dream a better world has not been uh, contaminated by the matrix and when we speak about the matrix, it is that system that we're part of. And when we're not sure who we are, when we have so many limiting beliefs and trauma, people can tap into our energetic field. People can manipulate us. People can gaslight us into believing what they want us to believe in. And we abandon that that connection that we have with our higher self. But you mentioned that you've always had this communication flow with your spirit guides. Do you remember that first time when you realized, oh, I'm talking to the dragons? Yes. Um, that's a really great question, actually, because I've been doing it my whole life, but I didn't know that I was doing it. I thought that I was crazy. Um, and honestly, I just thought I was childish because I was doing it ever since I was a kid. And I was told that I was like, I had a big imagination and I was very creative and I had all these imaginary friends and stuff, but really they were actual beings that I was channeling. And so it wasn't until it was like maybe six years ago or something that I realized and I fully accepted that I was like actually channeling beings. And it came down to um, my first ever psychic reading with another psychic. And I like asked him if I was psychic. And he's like, yeah, of course you are. And he's the one that told me that creative ability and psychic ability are the same thing. Mm -hmm. And at that time, actually, for the past three years, I had been really deep in my creative writing practice. And I was doing creative writing every single day and channeling these fantasy stories. And I realized in that moment, I was like, oh, my God, like the dragons from these fantasy stories that I'm writing, they're actually real beings. And so then from there, I just started to trust it and to roll with it. And I even um, kind of like offered these dragons from my my stories up to the collective, like on my YouTube in my dragon elemental videos to connect with. So like anyone can connect with these dragons if they would like. And a lot of people have since kind of reported back to me and had really powerful results, which to me confirmed it even more. And just ever since then, I've kind of gotten more and more strong in my belief. Like, yeah, I'm I'm talking to dragons and I'm talking to my spirit guides and stuff. I'm not pulling this out of my ass. I'm not making it up. It's It's real tangible stuff, even if it seems crazy to most people existing in this matrix right now. <laughs> yeah, and I think sometimes with our imagination, we can visualize the story, the plot, the movie, the book before it's here in the physical world. So it becomes alive so that we can channel it, so that we can start to work with the characters before we you know, put them into actual descriptions and actual storyboards. And every now and then, we're actually so connected. We're seeing through the other realms. We're actively there while being here in the physical realm. And this is mm. this is the connection we have with beings when it's just 
one-to-one in our mind. That's the beauty of it. There's magic in all of us and we're all connected to certain things and we can find connection with every living being on earth right now that is connected to somewhere else. Rocks, plants, animals, they all have that element of consciousness where we can exchange and talk to them without having to talk to them as in the human talk to talk. We, you know, sometimes you look into the eyes of a dog and there's communication. Yes. Sometimes you, you connect with the flowers, with the plants, and there is communication that is happening on a, on a level that you don't comprehend because you're trying to add your logic into it and it, it doesn't work that way. Logic will get you from A to Z. Imagination will get you anywhere. Why would we want to restrict our imagination where we can dream, where we're limitless? A thousand percent. And I know we talked about this a little bit, but mm-hmm. if you were to describe maybe physical symptoms when you're connecting to mm-hmm. dragons, when you're connecting to other energies, do you feel any difference in the way that you're experiencing yourself within your body? Do you feel maybe lighter? Do you feel a type of tension? Do you feel a type of emotion? And mm-hmm. is that something that can be tracked to a specific type of dragons maybe or energies? Great question. I would say how you're going to experience this dragon frequency energy, it's really going to come down to what your kind of dominant clair abilities are. And so your clair abilities are like your your psychic abilities. And there's four main ones based on like the different senses. So there is clair cognizance, which is clear knowing. There's clear sentience, which is clear feeling. And I feel like that's kind of what you just described. Your questions all seem very clear sentience about it. Uh, there's clear audience, which is clear hearing. And then there's clairvoyance, which is clear seeing. So we all have these, but some are going to be more accessible for us than others. And we just have a natural affinity for certain ones. I would say for myself, I am most dominantly claircognizant. So it's very like intangible for me. I just have an instant knowing, an instant telepathic download of things. So for me, the dragon spirit energy, when I'm connecting, I get this sense or this knowing that the energy is very big and it is very ancient and it is very loving. And so those are the three kind of descriptor words I would use to describe um, dragon energy. It's so big and powerful. It can be overwhelming if you're not used to it, however. Mm -hmm. Um, If you're not used to the way the dragons operate, it can feel so overwhelming. Sometimes I know people that are very clairsentient, they can get like overheated or almost feel like they're having a panic attack sometimes or overstimulated and stuff if they're not used to that dragon energy because it's very, very big. I will say if you're the type that is listening to this episode, you're ready for the dragon energy. So I would encourage you to try connecting with them and just see what happens. And if it does feel overwhelming or overstimulating at any point, you can always ask your dragon to tone it down as you kind of like grow accustomed to their frequency and they will totally honor that and they will respect you in that. And when you uh, connect in with it, likely maybe you will feel like tingles or something like your vibration is lifting to meet that of the dragon when you connect with the dragons. That's a common occurrence. But I would also say, if you're not feeling anything physically, don't beat yourself up. You might just not have dominant clear sentience. It might not be your strongest skill. Maybe instead you just see a dragon, like maybe you have strong clairvoyance, or maybe you just hear like a voice and this is the voice of your dragon. 
or maybe like me, it's like the most intangible of all clear cognizant. You just kind of know, you're just like, yeah, I know I'm connecting with the dragons. I know this is my guide. I know this is their energy. I can't explain how I know it. I just do. Yeah. And I'm reminded of Temple Grandin. She was autistic, I think. And with autism, you see the world with images. And I've always seen the world with images, but I think that's neurodivergent people. We just have very different experience of the world. We see with images, with videos, with texts. We just were being given these images. But I remember I had this vision of, it was almost like a rescue mission for an inner child of somebody that I was talking to. And it was like this big castle and there's this dragon that was kind of helping me, protecting me. And I was like, wait, how did I get there? <laughs> but I knew at that moment that there was a connection established with the dragons. And I remember the last few weeks as I was setting up this podcast, I did not know what the episodes looked like, but I kept seeing dragons everywhere. So I knew one of the episodes is going to be with dragons. And I had seen your content. And I knew she's <laughs> the teacher when it comes to dragons on earth right now and connecting and tapping into their energy. But I think sometimes it's not our intention. It's the intention of our higher self and our higher self will guide us through sending us these images so that we can start to interpret, oh, I've noticed five dragons in the last five days. That means I need to connect with them. Or if you start seeing archangels consistently, oh, that's a prompt for me to start working with that energy, with that uh, person being whatever it is. But when you start seeing these synchronicities, you are being chosen by the beings, by the energies, because you're ready to learn something, to receive something, which is a two-way yeah. communication. Yeah, it's there's no such thing as coincidences. So that's why I say I, I trust 1000% anyone tuning into this is ready to work with the dragons. Otherwise, you couldn't have manifested seeing this and learning about the dragons. It's like an, an open invitation from them, like, please connect with us. Please talk to us. And one thing that you said, you might hear a voice it's not going to be a loud voice. It's going to be still filtered through your human perception. Whatever you hear in your mind, it's still going to come almost from yourself. But that's the power of telepathy. You're communicating with different people, with different energies, with different beings. You don't hear their voices. You still hear your voice, but you're being shown an image of the person. And sometimes I know that someone's trying to connect with me, someone's thinking of me when I see their face in my mind and the thoughts and I'm starting to listen. I'm like, okay, so this person wants to talk to me about this or this energy is trying to get my attention to research maybe a particular stone to work with a particular crystal. Once you start to believe and understand that there's going to be different levels of voices in your mind, like the frequency is going to change, the emotions is going to change within you. So you know, oh, okay, that's a message. It's not my thought. It's not something that I need to do. That's a message. Oftentimes when you're clear audience and you're kind of hearing voices, it will sound like your own inner voice. Mm -hmm. And for me, even to this day, sometimes it does. It sounds like my own voice in my head, but I can tell it's a different source. Yeah. And usually in order to tell if it's a different source, then your other clairs will come into play. So like if you're clairvoyant, you'll see an image of a dragon. You're mm -hmm. like, okay, this is my dragon's voice. Yeah. Or if you're clairsentient, you'll feel that strong dragon energy. You'll be like, that's my dragon. Or if you're claircognizant, you'll be like, I know this is my dragon, even though I can't hear a perceptible voice. And I will also say that for some sources, sometimes I can hear their actual voice and it does sound different from my own voice. So it really just varies. But I can tell you like it's when I was doing the the channeling for my creative writing, for example, a lot of times when I'm like narrating from that character's perspective, I like hear their actual voice in my head kind of like over my shoulder, just telling me what to write, like narrating it to me. It's really cool. Yeah. And I think sometimes we unlock the ability to travel through time and almost 
see things from the past, from parallel timelines, from future timelines, from future, as in, I mean, time is, you know, it's not linear, but once we ascend to a level where we can travel within our imagination, we're able to put together the voices and understand, oh, so it was this person, it was this energy, it was this being. Once again, it's the power of magic. And I think one useful way to also work with beings, whether it's dragons or other beings, it's to start journaling. When you yeah. feel something and you don't know how to like in, decipher it, start journaling or the tarot cards, as you mentioned. I think this is a, a random question that comes to mind, but you know, we have this thing called spiritual warfare, which is an attempt to block our connection to source, to all the realms outside of the, the physical realm. How have you seen your connection almost being tampered with? How have you experienced blockages within those connections? Because I know that I experience every now and then periods where it's very quiet. And I know sometimes it's because it's a period of expansion. It's hermit mode. Sometimes you're being tested. You're learning lessons. But other times it's quite literally someone trying to attack your field so that you don't receive the guidance. Yeah, I would say for me, it's always been a very kind of like internal thing. And now I can kind of tell the difference if someone's trying to like mess with me or not. For me, it would manifest as like severe, intense depression and like doubt and like questioning whether I was sane or not, to be honest, like this is, I would always go back to that. And that's spiritual warfare. Number one is they want you to do the opposite of what the dragons told us at the beginning, right? They want you to doubt yourself. They don't want you to trust yourself because your power comes from trusting yourself in this divine guidance. And so, yeah, spiritual warfare oftentimes looks as mundane as you feeling really depressed and separated from others and just doubting your abilities and feeling like you're crazy. And so like what we can do to remedy that is I developed a sort of a mantra that kind of like helps me transcend it every time. It always brings a smile to my face. If being crazy is this much fun, why would I ever want to be sane? So that's what I say. I'm like, well, maybe I am crazy. It's kind of like going into it, not resisting it. Like maybe I am crazy, but I'm having a good time. It feels fun to connect with these dragons and to go to these other worlds and stuff. Even if it isn't real, like what is the harm if I'm genuinely enjoying myself? Like, is there any harm in that? So I would say that that's kind of helped me. I can recognize now Quite clearly, I'm like, oh, I'm doubting myself again. I'm questioning whether I'm crazy again. That's like some interference. And then you simply just choose in that moment. You're like, no, I'm not going to feed that energy of doubt and fear. I'm going to choose trust. And it's that simple. And if you want extra assistance, you can then call upon your dragons or your spirit team and ask them to protect your energy field. And they will. And they will keep out these energies. So I continually do that like every day and stuff as just I ask them to protect my energy, especially if I feel like I'm being tampered with. And now I can like walk out there with confidence in the world. I can put my videos out to like hundreds of thousands of people that are kind of interacting with my energy, but know that it's not going to come back and bite me in the ass because I am fully protected mm -hmm. by my higher self and my spirit team and my dragons. I know they got my back and they're not going to let any of those dark energies get through. The universe has my back. That's my favorite mantra. The universe has my back, yes. whatever happens. But I would say that 
when you're going through these dark periods, it's quite literally, you're trying to look within or you're trying to envision things and it's just darkness. And I would say this is the harshest possible spiritual warfare form. And the two forms that I've experienced spiritual warfare, which are clear signs, are like the two um, unforgivable curses from Harry Potter, the crucial one where you're just being tortured and you yes. just sat and you just feel like you want to make yourself smaller, like that spider that was being tortured, mm -hmm. which is not coming from you. Why would you ever want to torture yourself, make yourself smaller? That's an outside interference to your energy. And it's so powerful. Perhaps it's many people. It's not just one person that's able to get that to you. But as long as you can recognize it and be like, nope, that's not me. Immediately, like, disempowers it. You immediately yeah. step back into your own power. Hmm. And the other one is anger, extreme anger out of the blue. And you're angry at items. This was, this was what caused my attention to be like, whoa, why am I angry at a bottle of water in front of me? Why? <laughs> but it's, it's as simple as that. You feel this anger towards anything outside of you. And it's, it, it's just very dark. And I think this is the energies outside trying to get you to act out of character. But when you know who you are, they, they can't really make you act out of character, especially when you know that you're supported and connected to so many energies. So believe in yourself. That is that is the, the message of this call. But the last question I have for you is, how can one find their own magic? I know we've talked about it and we have talked about the beauty of believing in the impossible and trusting your imagination. But for people that are finding this episode out of the blue, because everything is connected and they're thinking, mm, do I have magic? What would you say? What's the first step? Well, I would say trust that you do, or you wouldn't be asking that question and you wouldn't be seeking out this information. You wouldn't be a match to this frequency, like quite literally, scientifically on an energetic level, you could not be a match to this frequency if you were not magical yourself. The advice that the dragons wish to give on this specific question is to follow your heart because we've been trained again in the false matrix to follow our heads. The head is much weaker than the heart. The heart has consciousness too, and it's much more powerful. That's the part of us that is always connected to our higher selves, to God, to the universe, to source. So you need to trust your heart, follow your heart, tune into yourself about what you are truly passionate about. And I will say that sounds really easy and simple, but this is easier said than done for most people at this time, believe it or not. So many of us have been sabotaged and we've just had so much of these other energies interfering. We don't even know who we are anymore. We don't even know what we truly want, what we are truly passionate about. That is how the dark forces win is they disconnect us from ourselves. And that's how, unfortunately, most people are walking around at this time, very disconnected from themselves. And this is where addictions come from. Like addictions cause this sort of separation from self. And it's a, it's a means of kind of like numbing out from who you are. You need to kind of sit with yourself, come back to yourself, call your energies back to yourself. Breathe it in and just imagine that your energy when you breathe in is like coming back to you. And then from this place, you can ask yourself, what am I truly passionate about? Who am I? Like, who am I truly? From this place, you want to take action on that which you're passionate about in order to align with its frequency and manifest the corresponding proof in the physical world that will then help you keep going. And this is how we kind of transcend the false matrix. This is how we recreate reality. This is how we ascend. We do live in this physical world as much as we live in the higher dimensions. So it's important that we take action in alignment with our higher selves and these, these higher frequency energies. 
And so dragons, they, they love discipline. If you work with them, they love discipline. They're all about it. And so many dragons will tell you to take daily action in alignment with your goals, with who you really are and what you would like to create in this world. So whether you're, you're trying to kind of learn a new skill or you're trying to manifest, let's say, some money in your life or the love of your life, whatever it is, it does not matter. If you take daily consistent action on that thing, you will eventually create it in this physical reality and it will become easier and easier to continue creating things in alignment with who you really are. And that is how you actually make a real tangible difference. And that is real magic. Real magic is taking that which is intangible and making it tangible. Yeah. And it's also looking at the world as if it's magic, because especially if you've been through depressive episodes and you know how the joy gets sucked out of your life and everything gets dark and gray and it's just meh. The days when you actually feel happy and joyful, recognize that for the magic in itself, that you can see the colors, you can tap into the colors, you can feel these emotions. And I think one of the biggest joys is actually you going on that um, right of all these emotions, the spectrum of emotion. When you open your heart, you're going to feel everything. You're going to feel the pain. You're going to feel the disappointment. But because you are so aligned with who you are and that heart space is now open, you can transmute it. You can alchemize it and you feel the joy and then you feel the sadness. But then you know, okay, well, that sadness, I can channel it into art. I can channel it into a love letter. I can express my emotions. I can do something with it. And then you go back to joy and then you feel anger maybe because somebody crossed your boundary. But now you're learning to operate with your own body in a way that you recognize what it's trying to tell you. And that is magic in itself, that you're able to communicate with your own body and understand, oh, I need to eat more fruits. I need to drink more water. You're not relying on somebody outside of you to save you. You are the creator. You are the savior. You are the magician. It starts with you. And I would say I'm feeling called to bring it back to Harry Potter again because that's just what we keep coming back to now. Is um, it's the Dementors, okay? The Dementors are depression, and I got the download of that that scene in the movie where like they're all kind of fighting against Dementors, and they like turn like their greatest fears or whatever into something funny. So know that laughter is transmutation. And when you laugh at something that seems like dark and scary and overwhelming, you instantly transmute that to a lighter frequency. And so that's what we are all here to do is we are alchemists and we're here to like go into this darkness and then alchemize it. And dragons are master alchemists and they can definitely guide you on this process of alchemizing kind of the the darkness in your life if you allow them to. But I will say, I will caution that alchemizing this darkness requires you to go Mm -hmm. into the darkness with radical responsibility rather than just feeling like you're this victim that is, you know, like being beaten down by the the world. Woe is me. You go in as a spiritual warrior. You're like, all right, I'm going to go into this darkness. I'm going to feel this. I'm really going to be present with this. And then I'm going to alchemize it because that's what I came here to do. I mean, the fact that we are limitless means that we're not victims. We're only victims if we perceive ourselves as victims. But the Dementors was actually a download that I got when I was going through my big spiritual awakening a few years ago, reawakening, when it was two sentences that kept repeating, remember who you are. That was a sentence that I kept hearing every single day, remember who you are, which meant that I had more work to do internally. But I was 
being shown this scene of Harry Potter in the third movie where he's attacked by the Dementors and he's going back in time and he's like, oh, my father is going to show up and he's going to do it. He's going to do it. And it's like, oh, I'm the one doing it. And this is what we're seeing. I think once we start to heal the childhood traumas, we're going back in time and we are the saviors and we are traveling back in time because we are using our imagination to go back and you know, we've seen these videos on internet, you know, when, when children are kind of raised in environments where the parents are screaming and they don't feel safe. And it's almost like your higher self then travels back in time. It's like, it's okay. You're safe. It's that notion of traveling back in time to recollect these traumatic memories and integrate them and release them. Because the more we are traumatized, the more we attract the dementors because the dementors sniff out the brokenness within us. It's only brokenness because we haven't healed from it. We're not victims, but we're carrying these wounds. We're not allowing ourselves to heal, to apply love, to let love kind of flow like a waterfall. Once the waterfall starts running, the wound is healed. And the dementors are just, they're not attracted to that frequency anymore. They immediately, like they have no power instantaneously. Like that is so channeled. It's like they can do nothing when you're in your light. Like that's Mm -hmm. the way to beat them. You just be in your light. And it dissolves them instantly and it disempowers them. Yeah. I mean, it's it's the spell that was cast. It's just light. Yeah. It's, it's light. just light. That's the answer. <laughs> just be the light. Simple, right? Be the light. And I, I do have a question for you, Stella, before we like dip out. I'm just curious if you can tell me a little bit about your experience with the dragons. Before our call, before our conversation a few days ago, I was guided to some of your videos and I was guided to videos of other creators, but it's almost this, and I think there's no better way. I'm, I have a couple of cards here with dragons. It was almost like this portal. And mm-hmm. I was being guided to this portal where I, I could go and chill with the dragons and speak with them and kind of receive guidance from them. But I think this is, it's a little bit like an initiation as to remembering that we've already worked together in previous lifetimes. I'm a firm believer that art is a school for our souls. It's a game, the matrix, and we can change things with our actions in the physical world, which is why it's important for us to ascend, but bring our actions into the physical world because we're here to change it. We're not just here to spend all time in our mind going and traveling into the astral realm because if why, why else would we have physical bodies? But there is this element of remembering the past lives or remembering the past skills that we carry. So our consciousness is linked to something that is far more ancient than we can conceive on a human spectrum at this point. In our natal birth chart, we have the North Node, which is what we're here to do, and the South Node, which is what we did in the last lifetime or the, the last time we played this game. Whether it's on Earth, whether it's somewhere else, we don't know. There's so much that we don't know. But I think that my journey with the dragons is just beginning. Being guided to speak to you and connect to you is a big part of working with dragon wisdom to share it forward and to empower the future generations. Because we keep talking about 5D and new Earth and ascension. But we're missing a big component in that we're here to change Earth. We're here to create new structures for onboarding new souls, onboarding new children. And the education system is one of the biggest contributing factors for the fear-based conditioning where people's creativity and imagination just gets clipped. Their wings get clipped. And so we need to start thinking, the ones that are ascended, how can we bring some of that 
wisdom, ancient wisdom into the schoolrooms? How can we uh, motivate children to dream bigger, to work with their energy, to work with their frequencies, to ground these ideas because they're already connected. I also believe that children are already connected to source and in the process of this conditioning through all these industries, through all the food that's contaminated, uh, all the restrictions that are being placed, they just lose their spark, especially when their parents are like, oh, dreams, dreams are for fools because they've lost their wings and they don't understand that they're impacting the same trauma. So the future that I see is one where children don't get on board with trauma and they believe in the magic so that we can create a version of reality on earth. It's a little bit like Zootropolis. There's these majestic smart cities that don't have to be created, creating wars because what we're seeing right now in the world is cities and countries being uh, demolished in the name of creating smart cities because they're not connected to their higher selves to understand that we don't have to destroy souls and properties to create these smart cities. We just need to connect more with our magic and the dragons. <laughs> exactly. A thousand percent. Yeah. Very beautifully, beautifully put. Where do you see this connection with the dragons going forward? We are the new earth. Like we are ascension. Like everyone, me and you and everyone watching this, we are ascension so it's like you just be ascension allow it to flow forth from you and that's what the the dragons would like to remind us is that we are ascension and so are they and so where i see this going with the dragons is i honestly do see a point where we will see dragons again and they will be living with us again in harmony and we can like fly on dragons if we want and we can turn into dragons if we want because probably most people watching this are dragon souls and have lived as a dragon in past lives and have that ability to turn into a dragon if they so choose. So I believe like where we're headed with the, the new earth is essentially this Eden, this paradise, this fantasy world where all this fantasy that we've been channeling, that we've been told it's just fantasy, it's for children, it's fake. That's real. And that's where we're headed. And that's exactly what we are creating right now with the dragons. Earth is a little bit like free guy. And the game was so corrupted, the code was so corrupted that, you know, the ruler that was on top wanted to keep it corrupted because it was benefiting from us being tamed, not believing in the magic. But the version that we're supposed to be playing and experiencing has always been magical. And we're just remembering it. We're just grounding the pieces and the tools to restore that magic. And dragons will be helping us. They're already helping us. They are. They've been here all along. We just didn't notice them. <laughs> well, thank you for your time, Hannah. I really appreciated our episodes. And hopefully there's a lot of golden nuggets from the treasure chest of dragon wisdom that our audience has picked. Any last message? I know we started with believe in yourself and choose yourself. Any last message that comes to mind? Yeah, it's that cliche. It's a cliche for a reason. It's be the change you want to see in the world. You have to just let go of this, this idea that you have to do things. It's not about doing. And dragons often call us human doings, like lovingly, because we're so obsessed with doing things, doing things. But we're human beings for a reason. They just want us to know, be the change that you want to see that it's that simple be the ascension be the love be the trust and when you are being that that's when you're going to start to see reflections of it in your 3d realm beautifully said and use the tools that you have around you like vision boards use whatever you have to visualize to surround yourself with images maybe you don't have the funds right now surround yourself with images of what you want to see and you're gonna your consciousness is gonna pick it up as oh it's already around me 
So I am already of it, within it, which is a beautiful way to embody the Delulu spirit that we talk about. If there is a part of you that wants something, it's because it's already achieved it in the future timeline. In another timeline. Yeah. It's like you can't conceive of it if it didn't already exist. Yeah. The moment you conceive of it, you create it or rather you tap into it in another reality. And I always was kind of saying like, oh, what comes first, chicken or the egg? It's both simultaneously because mm-hmm. that's multidimensionality. And that's where we're headed with this ascension is kind of reclaiming that multidimensional nature that we have. Yeah. The moment you think there's more to life, there is. But you have to get to that point to say, I want to experience more and more shall be given. And usually you'll be given the tools to create it yourself, to prove to yourself that you're capable because we keep forgetting how powerful and mighty we are. So that's the word that comes, mighty. The driving spirit within us. Mighty. That's so, so empowering. Thank you once again for being on Big Souls. And I look forward to seeing what else you co-create with the dragons. Me too. I'm excited for what the future brings. I, I sense big things on the horizon, but I can't really tell you what that is yet. So I'm, I'm open to it. I'm an open book. Um, and yeah, much love to you, Stella. Thank you for having me on. It's just been a super wonderful like soul chat with you. And thanks everyone who's attended live or who is listening to this in the future. Just sending you much, much love and many activations and blessings on your journey.